What's up, guys? Welcome to the Lazy Boy QBs podcast, episode 37. Uh, guys, I know we... Yeah, you haven't heard from us since the Super Bowl. And I say us, that's me and my one only co-host, Dolphins. W- would you say that you run the Dolphins Twitter? That you run Dolphins Twitter? Uh, that's an inaccurate statement, but you're very kind, sir. Okay, well, I, I say close enough. Y'all know him. Y'all know his voice, Jonathan Ryder. Johnny, we haven't gotten together, man, since the Super Bowl, and it's been a lot of not only Super Bowl-related topics, but also some stuff, you know, off the field as well that uh, has definitely piqued our interest here over the past week or so. No, Dad, Chad, how are you? Man, uh, I, I tell you, man, I'm, I'm, I'm just happy to be here with you. I'm just happy hey, to be here with hey, you. Hey, just I, th- this is going to sound crazy. And by the way, shout out 757. <laughs> 305 786 yeah. yeah we'll never forget you but Ever. uh well what I, i'm working and you know one, one of the bosses came through you know asked about the podcast um, and you yeah. know I, I i got i got i started getting that feeling i'm like man i miss it it's been over a week oh yeah uh, I'm, I'm, and then of course i step outside and I got to see a text was like hey boss I'm, I'm pumped for this i'm like this, <laughs> my, this man you're reading my mind this shit. Hey, man. Like we talked about, we worked together for a whole season, so we kind of – we've got that chemistry going. We've got nice. we got that Brady, that Brady Gronk connection going. Woo! I, 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 I'm too boring to be uh, Gronk, so I'll be Brady. <laughs> okay, and so – I'm not saying that I'm the GOAT. I'm just saying. I was going to say how gracious of you to call yourself the greatest player in NFL history. How gracious. I mean <laughs> – uh, may, may, maybe we need some sort of other relationship. I don't know, Peyton Manning <laughs> and uh, uh, Jeff Martin Saturday. Harrison. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm Jeff Saturday, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not as dumb, okay? Uh, hey, no, no, you're definitely not dumb, and you definitely do your research. You watch the games. You watch I, I the games. I don't laugh on live TV saying when like all oh, the Dolphins stand a chance to win the division, okay? Hey man, uh, I tell you, I tell you, there are a lot of vendettas out there. One of my <laughs> longest, one of my favorite, long-standing ones right now is your vendetta against Jeff Saturday. <laughs> Jeff, I'm coming for you. <laughs> hey man, you know I would back you seven days out of the week. I appreciate so. it. You know what? Hey Jeff, ESPN, they don't care. They fire everybody. Yeah. So as soon as they found out that that Chad and I are coming. Hey, man, might as well put in your two weeks, okay? Yeah, exactly. Go, go, go away graciously. We don't want anybody getting fired. Start putting those houses up for sale, guys. We got some new, got some young blood coming through. <laughs> but, um, man, speaking of, you know, the, the changing of the guard, we thought that might be something that we were going to see in this year's Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the Bucks. But, man, were we wrong, boss? And, Jonathan, I'll, I'll be the first to admit it because I thought, Kansas City was going to run all over them in this one. Um, the Bucks came out on top, thirty-one to nine. What did you see? I know it's been a week, you know, since the game's been played, so I don't want to take too long to really dissect the X's and O's because I feel like a lot of people have already done that. But what did you see? You know that that you felt helped make Tampa, you know, as dominant as they were in that game. You know, let's not make this about Tom Brady, man. This is about that defense. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, let's give credit to uh, man. This is what happens when you're gone for a week. 
uh, Todd Bowles, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. For, he, former former Miami Dolphin interim head coach. There uh, you go. There you go. <laughs> I feel man. I feel kind of bad for him that all the head coaching jobs have been have been filled now because I felt like after that Super Bowl game he he could have ran for almost any head coaching job and damn near gotten it because he was getting all the love when the media was making their rounds. And like, what pisses me off is like this guy got run out of out of New York, right? The, the Jets. Yeah. No, no, no fault on his own, right? Like. That, that 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 franchise is just a mess, and they replace him with Adam Gase. So maybe it's a good thing that he's out. He definitely deserves a second chance. Todd yeah. Bowles deserves a second chance. This guy went ten and six with the Jets. Yeah, with Ryan Fitzpatrick as a starter. Yeah, I think that momentum that he has from the Super Bowl this year, hopefully, you know, carry over for a whole nother season, and then maybe next year he can, you know, get his dip his foot back into the head coaching ranks, um, you know, sometime soon. But, to, but but talking about his defense, man. I yeah. mean, look. Let's be honest. Look, the the offensive line for the Chiefs was banged up, right? Like Mike both, Remmers, both tackles, both tackles out. Yep. Dude, Mike Remmers was just getting bullied off the edge. But we can't forget that. What look? How many teams in the NFL chat can you name all front four guys? Because the Bucks like the only one that I can. I, I was gonna say not many, and and even if I can name them. <sighs> They don't have the star power that the Bucks had. That's for sure. I mean, you know, guys with pr- proven yeah. res- proven resumes. All the guys across that front, and and I want to I want to talk about something that they did that was interesting. Is you know we've seen Tampa line up in that three four pretty much yep. the entire season, and I think you pointed it out to me they were running a lot of just two down linemen in the Super Bowl. You know, yep. standing standing a lot of guys up. Making yep. it hard for Kansas City to put their hands on guys, having a lot of guys who can play in space. So I definitely, you know, we talk, we're talking about Todd Bowles. I give that defense credit because that was clearly something that you know they planned for. Because almost immediately from the first possession, you know, I mean, even when they listed their starting defense, they listed it out as a two-four-five. So yeah. you know, they clearly went in with the game plan and executed it well. Um, what, what you talked about it in the. I think when we were doing the you know the build up for the game, what did you see from the linebacking core, Levante David and Devin White, who you know kind of put the icing on the cake with that pick in the end zone? Dude, I mean Kelsey got his, right? Yeah. What's, like, what's scary is Kelsey still ended up with over a hundred yards. But but he in a way he was contained, right? Oh, like for he sure. was he was getting like the biggest thing with Kelsey is like when he catches it and then he breaks for that fifty yard run. Yeah, he was getting hit. Immediately, as if he, if he caught the ball, like you pointed out, those crossing patterns were just not there. Guys like Levante David, who will not be a buck next year, I'm calling it right now. He will not be a buck next year. He's gonna get paid. Right? Gonna be gonna be hard to bring him back. We're gonna talk about that in a minute, but yeah, that's gonna be Prob- hard. You know, you know, just 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 clogging those gaps, man. Yeah. And then it doesn't help when you know. Mahomes was feeling so uncomfortable yeah. that even and, and and these linebackers were doing such a good job of not letting Patrick Mahomes just release the ball. They were pressing him, not not allowing the space, and then you know the pressure kind of came in. He kind of caved things for Mahomes, constantly having to get out of his spot. You add the turf toe injury, like this. This was game planning. I know that there's a lot of talent, but man, the game planning outstanding 
Yeah, exactly. And 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 like you said, you know, they weren't giving up the any of the explosive plays. You know, Mahomes, he does some of his best work, as, as a lot of quarterbacks do in today's game, out, off script, right? And when they're outside of the pocket, when the, once the play breaks down, Mahomes was getting chased to the point where he wasn't able to feel comfortable outside of the pocket. And like you alluded to, you know, that turf toe gave him problems. I mean, it's kind of given him problems throughout the playoffs, but and it's something that he's going to have surgery on in the offseason and we're going to get to later. But, man... The uncomfortableness for them on third down, I think, was one of the things that stood out to me especially. I mean, third or four for 16 on third and fourth down for those guys. That's just something. For one, it's not typical of them for them to even have that many third and fourth downs. But to only convert 25%, uh, Tampa, Tampa was calling some stuff on third down. And maybe it's just the straight-up pressure that they were able to get. You know, I know they only sacked Mahomes three times, but – it seemed like every other play he was running for his life. I mean, we don't have the numbers here as far as uh, – uh, we have the sacks, but what, what's the pressure rate, right? Yeah, Because exactly. the pressure rate was ridiculous. And not only was the pressure rate ridiculous, they couldn't run the ball. Yeah. Yeah, they, and that, that, they, it was they, non-existent. They, yeah, they had a decent amount of rushing yards in the first half, but that was a lot of just Mahomes scrambling and kind of yep. scampering for 8 to 12 yards up the sideline, you know, on the – three or four times that he wasn't hitting the backfield. They, they weren't breaking down, you know, the defense like Leonard Fournette was breaking down the Kansas City's defense. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Fournette, man, you know, I, I didn't think he was going to be Super Bowl MVP or anything like that, but I thought he was going to play an important role. And, and, man, he came up huge for Tampa. Yes, what he did. You, what did you see from Tampa offensively that – you know, allowed them to put up 31 points on, let's be honest, the Chiefs defense that, you know, we had kind of, and you know, maybe I don't have to throw you in the category either, but I'll just throw myself under the bus. <laughs> a Chiefs defense that I thought was much approved throughout, you know, this entire season. But they were, and if you look at the offensively, balance. Like, here I was say, thinking that Tom Brady was going to throw for four or 500 yards. Yeah. And that just didn't happen, right? I think he finished the, the game with a buck, seven, buck 95, right? Yeah, I was going to say he was right, yeah, right around 200 yards. And, but efficient, right? Balance. We're going to run the ball and we're going to throw the ball. It's nothing going to be crazy throws. We're going to take good, we're going we're gonna to make good throws with, with, with a high percentage of, of completion, right? We're going to throw it to, to sure hands. We're going to throw it to Gronk. We've got two touchdowns in this game. Yeah. Um, Antonio Brown got his. Uh, I heard he ran the wrong route, but it was a really nice route nonetheless. <laughs> uh, great footwork. Like he he completely let uh, you know Tyron Matthew like 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 shook. Oh yeah, know? he turned he spun him around like a top for sure. You know, so balance, man. Like it, it, it wasn't a no risk and no biscuit kind of game. It was like you know what we're gonna kind of play this old school kind of physical throw the ball when we have to, but we're gonna keep trying to run the ball and, and Leonard Fournette. Uh, you know, kind of show he earned himself a little money next year. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and you know, it honestly was an offensive performance that to me was reminiscent of the Rams Super Bowl. Now, old in Tom the, Brady, right? Early day Tom Brady. No, 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 no. I mean, the Rams Super Bowl just a couple years ago. Oh, okay. In the sense that, like you said, you know, we weren't we're not going to do anything super flashy on offense. Sure. Obviously, in this one, they were much more efficient. They were able to put up 31 points um, compared to the 13 they put up in that Rams D Super Bowl. D different defense, man. That, yeah. that, that, those Rams defenses were 
crushers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I was going to say, and that's the thing is, you have you put so much pressure on this Chiefs defense that let's be honest, this is the first time they have been under pressure pretty much all season because their yeah. offense has been able to bail them out of any game. Yeah. Um, and you know, you put a little bit of pressure on them, and they turned. You know, they turned to uh, they turned to Cole. So unfortunately. I mean, can't, can't blame it all on them, right? Especially when no, your offense can not. only score nine points. Yeah, exactly. Definitely not. I, I don't think it was the defense's fault by any means. And like you said, they painted them. They put them in some bad situations. You know, Mahomes threw the two interceptions. So, obviously, you know, that gave Tampa some extra possessions. Sure. Um, but, yeah, just oh, – it never felt like Tampa to me was dominating the game, but you look up and it was like they're up by two scores. And Kansas City just could never get within striking distance. And, and they never felt like they were, you know, starting to build any type of rhythm. I, I felt different. Really? Yeah. I, I felt like Kansas City just didn't know what they were doing. They, 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 they look lost without the prowess. Uh, 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 of uh, of Patrick Mahomes yeah. slinging it around the yard and, and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, you know, playing that backyard kind of football. They just they didn't look comfortable. Yeah, no, I, I, I no, I, I th- I'm sorry if if I, I might have misspoke, but no, I completely no. agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I just it never felt like to me it was like. Man, Tampa's just playing the most awesome game. And I'm talking about overall. Oh, yeah. Really more so offensively. I was like, I never felt like they were playing the most awesome game. But then you look up and they have the efficiency. You know, they're dominating. Not dominating, but they're winning the time of possession. You know, they got 26 first downs, all that stuff. So they were checking. They were playing football. they, They were checking all the boxes while also playing what seemed very vanilla. But yet it was something Kansas City couldn't stop. Why change it if you can't stop it? No, absolutely. Absolutely agree. And if anything, I give Arians credit because exactly like you said, they went to a game plan that had been very opposite of what they have done throughout this entire season and what Arians has done his entire career. And I give... You know, I give him just as much credit as Todd Bowles for you know controlling the offense. Yeah, and, 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 and also Leftwich. that's uh, give, yeah. give, give credit to Byron Leftwich, yep. right? That, that there's a lot of influence in Byron Leftwich in that yep. offense as well. Absolutely, absolutely, and I, and I I know a lot of that's Brady as well too. You know, yeah. but just the, you know the combination of those guys realizing what what type of game it was going to be yes. and put in that game plan that allowed it to go the way they wanted it to. Because I think if you look at it, that's the thing is this game went exactly how Tampa wanted it to go, mm-hmm. just kind of as the best version, the most ideal version of that. Yeah, and, and they took it out of Kansas City's control. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Man, Jonathan, anything else you want to talk about as far as just the game itself or – you want to kind of hit what's next for these teams going into the offseason. I just hope we have a better Super Bowl next year. This was boring. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. It's, this year, I, I felt like the Super Bowl last year was pretty good, but out of the past three years, you know, two pretty underwhelming Super Bowls to me. Yeah. So hopefully we can get it, which is weird because this one, you know, was built up as like the greatest matchup of all time. So yep. we should, all, although as fans and as, you know, whatever we are, I guess we're somewhere between fans and analysts. Um, <laughs> we we should all know though when we build it up that big, we're almost guaranteed to be disappointed, right? Uh, yeah, I know, I know, but it's just I don't know. But There's we can't help so much. We can't help yeah, ourselves, man. I, I, I want I want drama. I want yeah. Eagles 
Patriots. I want oh, uh, yeah. Falcons Patriots. I I even want you know 49ers Chiefs with Jimmy G not making that throw. So you yeah. know. Yeah, I I don't want thirty. I, I don't want like fourth quarter, and I'm like, yeah, what am I gonna watch next? Yeah, you know? exactly, exactly. Um, but man, with that being said, let's talk about the Chiefs, right? Let's talk yeah. about yeah. them first. They've kind of got probably the larger. Well, I don't know if they have a larger list of issues, but the mm. first thing we want to talk about is the health of Patrick Mahomes, right? Yeah, because that I mean, your your five hundred million dollar investment, literally. Um, you know, you have to keep him. He's your top priority. As we said, dealing with the turf toe. Um, has he already had surgery on it? I know. I, I think he was scheduled for it, but when I first started these notes, I think I think he's had it. Okay. Um, but it's going to be out almost the entire offseason. Um, should be ready for training camp or should be ready for preseason and all that stuff. Do you expect Patrick Mahomes to still be able to come back at, at 100%? I mean, I know he's only 24 or something like that, but you know, wh- where do you see the improvement for him? Wh- I know that's hard to ask, but do you do you see any obvious areas for him to get better? Yeah. You know, uh Patrick Mahomes has to you know realize a little better even though he can probably make every single throw out there. Absolutely. He needs to learn how to win and make those throws when nobody's helping him out. And yeah. I know you 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 can say like John, that's a lot to ask, but that's how a guy like Aaron Rodgers has made a, has made a career. I mean, he's never never had too much around yeah. him, right? But he he finds a way, and that's what we ask of these special quarterbacks, you know. Yeah, I, and I get it, like John, but you know, it was the you know Rammers was the backup right tackle, was playing starting left tackle. Uh, uh, Wiley, who was the starting guard, goes play right tackle, and yeah. then Wisniewski. I, I get all of that. Musical right? chairs on the offensive line, and, and it's awful. And, and, and we've seen plenty of teams around the NFL that have to go through that, and like play in the Super Bowl. That's like the worst time to have that. Yeah, but man, you know. There are going to be games, you know, where your offensive line is a little bit banged up and, and, and guys are going to come after you. And, and you need to know how to adjust to that, right? Yeah. Um, maybe it's not him. Maybe it's an Andy Reid thing, a enemy thing, like not allowing, not giving a game plan, a game plan that was not necessarily friendly to Patrick Mahomes. You know, and that's what I was going to say. I'm glad you hit on it is, you know, Kansas City sh- seems shell-shocked that yeah. – that Tampa was able to create as much pressure as they did. They knew for the whole two weeks that they were going to be without both their starting tackles. So why not create a, a situation in which would mask the fact that your yeah. offensive line is so banged up? Yeah. I, I, I think totally it get cre- it. You need to create more of that short game, you know, going forward. And it's it's awesome, right? Seeing the twenty mm-hmm. yard plays downfield, yeah. seeing all the big chunk plays, those are amazing. But and you can still have those. But I just think, you know. Mahomes kind of evolving himself into, you know, right now he kind of plays at one speed, right? He's always looking for the home run. He's always looking for, you know, where's the first down marker, all right, and then that's where my eyes are going to look, right? First down marker and beyond. I think him kind of, not what, I'm not going to say reinventing himself, but adding a layer where he can just, you know, he, he can see, okay, 
I'm going to do the Brady where I'm going to get the ball out in yes. two, two and a half seconds. Yes. You know, what those older yes. quarterbacks have started. Roethlisberger does it too, not as effectively, but, you know, just getting the ball out a little bit quicker. Hey, you know, McCole Hardman, here, here's this little quick little five-yard in route. You know, no pressure on me, anything like that. So I think that's definitely something, unless they're going to sure up the offensive line to the point where they don't have to worry about it, which is highly unlikely. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Maybe Patrick Mahomes has to learn, and maybe not, that's not necessarily him, has to learn how to win a game when they run more than they throw the ball. Absolutely. Absolutely. Make make the most more so out of, out of the opportunities he's getting in the passing game. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, their salary cap situation isn't bad. Um, mm-hmm. They're $18 million in the hole with 46 guys under contract. They yeah. can easily get that number to much more manageable. Um, sure. I think Anthony Hitchens is almost a guaranteed cut at $6.4 million they can save. Yep. Um, Frank Clark, Chris Jones, those guys can restructure their deals and mm-hmm. save $25 million combined. Um, yes. To me, if you're those guys, then you have a chance to do that. To you know, Because let, let's be honest. Tampa kind of set out the blueprint for it, but you know the NFL guys are starting to get a little bit smarter when it comes to going after some Super Bowl rings. In the NBA, we've seen it for the better part of two decades, where uh-huh. you know veterans in the middle or later part of their career start to go to the teams that you know where do I have the best chance to win a ring? You kind of saw that with this Tampa team this year, and you know is that a unique situation or is that something that you know could see maybe being a trend? If it is a trend, then Kansas City can put themselves in a good position with, you know, the restructuring of those guys, the cutting of Hitchens, cut Damian Williams. It only saved him two point two, but hell, he wasn't even with them this whole season. So I, I, I do not think so, right? Because of the way contracts are in the NFL yeah. are are different from the NBA. A lot of guys in the NFL when they want to get rings is because they already got paid at some point in their career, like a sue. And you're willing to play on a very low contract, right? That's true. Yeah, you know? and, and that's the thing. I'm not saying it's going to be, yeah. you know, 15 guys are saying, all right, let me go pay. Let me go play in, you know, KC for the minimum. But, you know, in the off chance where you have, like you said, you know, that Ndamukong Sue or, you know, that Leonard Fournette or some yeah. of those guys where, hey, we have the opportunity but, but, to but go get that thing. guy. If I'm Leonard Fournette... Right? No way. I'm going to go out there. I like I haven't got paid yet. I need Oh yeah, no no no. No no no. Oh. I, no no, I'm saying like going uh-huh. into this season, going into this past season where it's like almost a guy who's a depreciated type asset who But but you never know what you're going to get out of those guys, right? Absolutely. So you can you can't Absolutely. count on those guys. Like in the NBA, you know what you're getting. You're getting star talent, uh, you know, uh adjoined by good supporting talent True. and everybody kind of buys in. I think it didn't felt this this is really hard right i think kansas city they're gonna be able to restructure some of these guys but honestly if you are you know you're you're looking at a big payday um i i don't see free agents in the nfl unless they're like they already had their 100 million dollar contract and now they're kind of i don't see them ganging up And, and i know we're talking about kansas city and we'll talk about tampa bay look man it it it's just so different and it's it's a, a basketball team, Chad. You're the basketball expert here. Like, yeah. in a rotation, right? Like, how many guys are actually playing? Probably about eight, nine, something like that. We got 53 guys yeah, in the NFL, I was going to say, right? and almost you're, you're, all 53 contribute at some point throughout the course of a game. 
And look at this Tampa Bay team, right? Like, uh, there's a lot of guys that contributed, right? Absolutely. Look, I I feel like Kansas City's roadmap to, to 2021 is focusing on taking pressure off my homes yep. by being able to run the ball. Yes. Their running game is just not that good. Yeah, and I think, like you said, I, I think if their offensive line, um, you know, continue or gets back to full strength, and by yep. the way, they're going to have three guys who were starters this past year who are going to be free agents, Austin Ryder, um, shout out to mm-hmm. you, Kaleche, Osemele, and Andrew Wiley. So the all three of the interior guys from that offensive line now suppose now I'm pretty sure they'll be getting um Laurent Duvernay Tardif back. Yes. Um the doctor, shout out yep. to him. Uh helping helping fight the world's COVID, all that stuff. So it's he'll be back. Doctor to you. It's doctor Sorry? to Excuse you. Excuse me. No, I said doctor. I said doctor. Yeah, I, I, after the fact. Uh, you're right. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. But yeah, so he should be back to you know, so that can kind of cushion that blow, but still they're gonna need to see if they're gonna bring back, you know, really I think Ryder and Wiley are the guys that they'll be eyeing to see if they're gonna bring them back. Oh, no doubt. And, and are they going to develop like Lucas Niang, which they took in the third round, who was yeah. supposedly a, a, a first round talent? Um, Prince Mar- Tega Wanogo. Martinez uh, Rankin as well. You know, another another guy yeah. who they had gotten um, in a smaller deal, I think, from, from Houston, yeah. who, you know, showed a lot of promise at Mississippi State and I thought was yeah. going to turn into a really good pro. Hasn't really put it together yet. Hasn't really had the opportunity. But, you know, like you said, when you're. When you're when you're paying a quarterback fifty million, that's when you need to kind of hit on some of these other picks, you know, right. some of these some of these draft picks, some of these smaller trades, things like that, where you can get bargain buys for guys, which I think is a lot more difficult to do than people realize. But that's the predicament KC's in right now. Because I think that's what they're gonna do. I think everywhere else, I think they will be okay, Chad. Yeah, the only thing I would think is if they could get one guy, one more guy who can consistently win. On third down, and maybe I'm just overreacting from watching the Super Bowl, but it just seemed like, you know, they were they were doubling Kelsey, they were doubling Hill, and I wasn't really scared of anything Hardman or Pringle or Watkins were really doing. So if they could either sure up that spot, or you know, maybe like you said, with the development of the old linemen, maybe just continue to develop Hardman and Pringle. Um, you know, <laughs> Sammy Watkins comes off the comes off the books this year. You know a position that I really think they they should target this year. What's that, boss? The the, the tight end position. Second, second tight end. Yeah. Yeah, man. I remember a couple years ago they had a good two or three guys who could you know bigger guys who could move and and could do that. I thought Ricky Seals Jones was gonna was gonna. Mm-hmm. They were trying for him to be that guy, but I don't think he's good enough to ever get to that level. That that that's a poor man, Evan Ingram, man. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um. But now, man, for Tampa, you know, we talked about him, I feel like, throughout that uh, that Kansas City segment. But the first question, right, start with the quarterback. Brady's coming back. He said it after the Super Bowl. How much I'm longer? I'm shocked. Yeah, right, I know. He, he's under contract, I think, for one more year for yep. $25 million, I believe. Yep. Um, so, yeah, with that, they have, they're going to have $28 million in cap room. Uh, but they're only going to have 31 players under contract. So big, big choices for them to make, Jonathan, right? 
Yeah, man. Like, and, and this is this is a roster that I go like, you're you're not bringing these guys back, right? L- l- let me let me read some of these guys, right? Shaq Barrett. People forget that this guy had like 22 sacks a couple gonna years cost, ago. As you say, gonna cost a lot of money. Uh, yeah. Can uh, I can I tell you can I tell you who didn't forget he had 22 sacks a couple years ago? Uh, Shaq Barrett. That'd be Shaq Barrett's agent. <laughs> he definitely didn't forget that. And he's gonna remind everybody too. Yes, I was gonna say you the know? whole league will know about it in about two. Two week, two days after free agency starts. You know, it, I'm just gonna name guys that I don't think are coming back. Uh, Levante David, I don't think he's coming back. Um, Expense. I think for him, it's more so about how much he's gonna cost. Right. Like, like this guy is gonna get expensive. He's gonna want a. a he's probably gonna want a market setting kind of deal, right? Yep. Uh, I think Fernand is not coming back because he's gonna want way more than two million dollars a year. And they already got running backs in, in, in that running back room. The guy, that, oh Chris Godwin, right? <laughs> Shoot, the guy who I said was going to lead the Super Bowl in receiving yards. Had Do two you catches. know how much money that he made this year? God, he was a low round pick, so I'm going to probably guess like a million or less. Dude, this made, he made eight hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, I yeah, I knew it had to be. To be fair, when you said, "Do you know how much?" I knew it had to be something really. Low. Oh yeah, and that's so. I. I think you're not gonna get those three guys. You're just not. This <sighs> is a team. I think this is a team that will more will have a better chance of targeting those older veterans that can make a contribution. Yeah. Yeah, kind of exactly like what they did in this past offseason, you know? Yes. That's yes. exactly what they're going to they're gonna try and go back to that well. Yeah, because when you have Antonio Brown playing on a $1.7 million deal, yeah. um, Sue played on an $8 million deal, but I, I'll bet you if he wants to win another ring to kind of solidify he'll his He'll come back for pro, something low. Yeah, for his Hall of Fame, he'll come back for lower. Gronk, he's going to come back for something lower, right? Absolutely. Um, so it, it, it's in it, there. They still are in the positive in cap space. Now they're gonna have to utilize a draft, right? Um, they have a good core in the secondary. Uh, I just, I'm just love curious. Their secondary. I love, love their, their secondary. secondary, right? And, and and then you gotta you gotta look at guys that are one are gonna get paid in the future, right? Like Donovan Smith. It's got 2021 is a contract year. Jason yeah. Pierre-Paul. Contact year. Ryan Jansen, contract year. Vita Vea, contract year. Right? He'll be showing that Super Bowl tape and he'll be getting a lot of money. You know, OJ Howard is a contract year. Ronald Jones, Carlton Davis. So all these guys, right? Especially because these are guys, uh, I mean, uh, let's see, Vea, Howard, Jones, Carlton Davis. Jordan Whitehead, right? Like, what a huge contributor towards the end, right? Oh, As a certain safety, absolutely. these guys, you you know how it is. These kids that are on their first deal, they don't wait until the last year of their deal to start oh, wanting no. some of that money. They're absolutely. like, you know what? I, I'm I'm a big contributor. I want some of this money now. So they're gonna have to kind of play around this year. Yeah, it's a it's you know Pat Riley always talks about the disease of more. Um, yes. After you win a Super Bowl, you know. Everyone's looking for that new contract extension, yep. and like and like you said, there are guys who probably deserve a good, you know, a nice little pay pay bump with the contributions they made to that Super Bowl. But you know, it's going to be hard for them to keep all the guys. Like we said, they've only got thirty one guys under contract right now, so the draft is going to be huge for them. So I, I'd bear it. 
Levante David and Chris Godwin, I think they only can only keep one. One of those And guys. I think Shaq Barrett is probably the guy, but they're going to have to break the bank. Agreed. I think his his deal is going to be north of 20 a year, I would say. Oh, he, he, he's getting that nice $100 million deal, no doubt. Yeah, you could easily, whatever Miles Garrett's deal was, because, I mean, that's what this game is nowadays, right? It's whoever signed the next, the last big deal, you know, mm-hmm. I'm better than that guy, so therefore yep. I should get, you know, $5 million more over the course of the deal than he got. Even though they don't deserve it, that's how it's played. Absolutely, that's that, exactly. That's how Dak Prescott some fucking way is going to make $42 million this year. And <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. I'm going down a rabbit hole. Let me not. Let me not. We're talking about but, good football. We're talking about it, good football. One thing I will say, Chad, is that this division is kind of ripe for the opening right next what, year. I tell you, man, New Orleans, you we're, we assume, is going to take a pretty big step back next year. Yes. Not only because of the Breeze thing, but also just the way their cap space is set up. Yes. Um, Carolina, you know, we like what Matt Rule did, but, you know, then we as we kind of went along the season, it was like, well, how good is this team really? Right, um, and I don't really see a roadmap for them to immediately get that much better. Not um, unless you get Deshaun Watson. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And then I feel like the wild card is Atlanta, right? Because it just depends <laughs> on in so many ways, in so many ways. But uh, you know, what is Arthur Smith going to do with that team in year one? Are they going to buy into him? We've always said that the talent. Are they going to be able to stay healthy on defense? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think has been something underrated. They've been snake bitten every year since that Super Bowl run um, <laughs> defensively. But yeah, like you said, that NFC South is going to be. I, I think I thought going into this year it could have been the best division, um, and next year it, it will not be that case. It will not no. be the case. So, but um, yeah, man. So that'll wrap up the Super Bowl talk. Um, when we come back on the other side, guys, we're gonna talk about a big time player who could be hitting the free agent market soon all right guys welcome back to the lazy boy qbs podcast as we said we're going to talk about a former defensive player of the year candidate who is now searching for a new home jonathan yeah man jj watt right i mean how many times has this guy won defensive player of the year and he was just wrecking defenses yeah three-time defensive player of the year uh I think I think eight-time Pro Bowler, I believe. Um, and, man, this guy has probably one of the most decorated pedigrees of any, I would argue, of any defensive player that I've, you know, kind of grown up grown up watching. Yeah. So I mean, uh, he, he was uh, Aaron Donald before we found out about Aaron Donald. Exactly. Exactly. He was the first version of Aaron Donald, and then Aaron Donald just remixed it and said, I'm just going to be even better. Yeah. Um, which I, is... I, I, uh, I mean, JJ used to wreck defenses. He used to wreck game plans. Yeah, and doing it through that interior as well, which I think yes. was – He was really one of the first guys to make it popular to – or not popular, but he was one of the first guys that showed the league how getting interior pressure is so important. You know? Right. You know, and, and, and he, 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 he kind of took one side of the offense away. He always had to do things away from him or triple team him. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Because it was not just getting to the quarterback, it was getting to the quarterback and getting the ball away from the quarterback, laying the hips on running backs. Like this guy, this guy was scary to play against, but yeah. man, like you have here the first five years, the last five years, yeah, just a different, I, just a different player. I was going to say, Jonathan, the part of what we just talked about that made me sad is we were using the word was a lot. 
Yeah. You know, and it's I, I have I I have down here his his injuries and all that. And and first off, let's talk about it from Houston's perspective more than yeah. anything cuz I really want to dive into it for them. People are kicking Houston in the balls, right? Talking about, "Oh, you grant JJ Watt his release. You don't grant Deshaun Watson his trade, you know, all this other stuff." Stop. I was going to say, guys, please like be smarter than the people that I've seen on Twitter. Okay, J.J. Watt is an over-the-hill defensive lineman who is set to make $17.5 million this year on the last year of his deal, okay? No shit you're going to give up or you're going to cut that guy for $0, literally zero dead money, and save 17.5 when you know you're not going to be a team that's competing next year. No. Why would you do that? Like, why would you keep him? Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It, it makes no sense for the organization I, to keep I, him around. I, I know, I'm sorry, Chad. You're, you're shocking me because this is the first time I'm hearing about this. Oh, trust me. There are yeah. dumbasses on Twitter that are saying this stuff. And it might just be on my timeline, but they're, like, like I've talked about on this podcast, is mm-hmm. Twitter the best you know place to gauge the, the temperature of a situation? Absolutely not. But I don't know. I feel like I've just seen one too many guys saying something <laughs> stupid about, about this situation. Look, man, look, it, like you said, J.J. was, right? It, th- does he have the potential, in my opinion? I mean, we're, we're, let's talk about Houston. I'm sorry. Let's talk about Houston. What does this say about Houston? It what? Did, we're, we're, we're starting afresh. Yeah, I was going to say it shows that, you know, they're kind of trying to wipe the slate with a lot of the they're, – they're trying to trim a lot of the fat off of the edge of the pig. There's a lot of fat. Oh, yeah. Trust me, there's a lot to be trimmed off. Might just be a little six ounce sirloin by the end of it, but you know. The, the the biggest problem is you don't have anything to. The road looks tough because of the, the absence of draft picks, right? Especially Absolutely. this year. You know, when when you you're you're starting this season off without a first or a second, um, I am a little surprised they didn't try to get anything back. You know, uh, it, it seems like there were teams that were interested, even if it's a fifth round pick, yeah. But, they just decided, you know, JJ has been uh, not only a great guy for that organization, uh, a great guy for the city of Houston, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, you remember all that stuff he was doing with um, the, the floods, right? Yeah, floods. Oh yeah, so, like raised millions, if not over a hundred million dollars, yeah, uh, for the hurricane relief. Let I think they did the classy thing, kind of letting the guy go. This has nothing. People need to stop connecting things. This has nothing to do with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I was gonna say this. This move was made completely independent of the Deshaun Watson situation, and you know, uh, he gave ten years to Houston. Okay, yes, it's a so, long time. I, I was gonna say in the NFL, especially in the NFL, especially uh, to be in a city for a whole decade. That's, you know, unheard of. And like we talked about, he's had his fair share of injuries. And let's just mm-hmm. go through them real quickly because this can transition us to, you know, what we expect from him in the future or what the, the next team is really getting from him. So as you talked about, you know, in 2013, 2014, 2015, right, three-year period yeah. where he arguably was the most dominant defensive player arguably I had ever watched, yes. honestly. Yes. Um, he was playing over that course of that three years. He was playing over ninety four percent of the snaps over the course of that three years, including yep. in twenty fifteen with a torn abdomen, a torn abdominal, and a broken hand. 
Yep. Um, still put up 17 and a half sacks, which is insane. Warrior. Um, yeah, but then starting that next year, starting that 2016 season, the injuries just continued to pile up. You know, he had that back injury. I, I that, that man, big, big guys that big with back injuries, I think is something that's always scary. Uh-huh. You know, we kind of equate it more with NBA big men, or at least I do. But man, defensive linemen having to get down in that stance that can he's be just six, as seven. Cool. Isn't yeah, he? I was gonna say he's and he's a tall guy in general. Yeah, yep. so. Lugging off and, and carrying around, you know, what, 280, 290 pounds yes. as well. So, uh, missed 13 games with that back disc hernia. Um, missed 11 games the following year with the broken leg mm-hmm. um, that ended him on IR. And then, you know, came back in 2018. Actually, you know, put up a pretty nice season. Right. Um, was in double digits and sacks. Played 90% of the snaps. But then in 2019, man. Uh, that that torn pectoral mm-hmm. that caused him to miss the last eight games. To me, yep. that was just that was the 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 camel that broke the or the straw that broke the camel's back, should I say? You know, and that's what gets me to my Blake Griffin theory. Blake Griffin to me was one of the best NBA players. Obviously, I don't think there's any debate um, of the 2010s. But he just accumulated and accumulated and accumulated too many injuries, and then eventually it was just that one injury. That might not have been the most major one, mm-hmm. which is the one that just kind of set it over the edge where it's like, dude, you've just been injured too much. And for JJ, I think yep. that's what that pectoral tear was, right? Because like we talked about, mm-hmm. 18, he was still a really good player. Had that injury yep. in 19, and then in 2020, I mean, career lows in tackles, sacks, QB hits. He just didn't look like the same guy at all. Now, granted, that Texans team wasn't very good this year, but still, <laughs> he was far from his best as well. Yes. So, um. I just like you know I like Blake Griffin. I just hope he doesn't end up in Detroit. Um, Shit, that would, trust me, he won't. He will not end up in Detroit. He will not end up in Detroit. JJ is a guy, you know, that he can contribute if he doesn't have to play ninety percent of the snaps. Yeah, he exactly. He can contribute if he can play forty to fifty percent. A situational pass rusher, right? Yeah. Um, uh, like just don't 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 break it down. You can probably squeeze a year or two out of JJ Watt. Yeah, and I was gonna say that's the thing is depending on how carefully you play it. You know, like we said, Watt's been in the league for a decade. I'm pretty sure he's. Uh, I'm looking his age up right now. He is, what is he, 31 right now. So, yeah, he still yeah. could probably have, you know, two, maybe three years left in him. If, yep. Like you said, you play it smartly and are not just running him into the ground for one year. Um, which brings us to what kind of teams do you see that could kind of use his – obviously any team could use his services, but what mm-hmm. teams do you see are kind of most ideal or most likely to really pick him up? Obviously I know we're going to talk about Pittsburgh because, you know, the family connection there. All right, yeah, so you, let's skip Pittsburgh, right, because there is the family connection. Um, you talking about a 3-4 defense for guys that already made plenty of money. Didn't we just talk about a team that, <laughs> yeah, for a guy that, that might just say, be chasing a ring? Yeah, it almost makes too much sense as well. I didn't even think about Tampa, you know, before, but now that we just kind of put those pieces together, like you said, it almost makes too much sense. No, no if he wants to get paid, there are going to be teams out there too. I think Tennessee's a team – that's so desperate for a pass rusher, right? But I don't think that's a good fit for him because it's a kind of team that's probably going to run him into the ground. And, and right? my question, and my question is, 
which kind of I think goes along with who's he available to. Uh huh. What ty- and this might be a hard question, but sure. What, what type of salary are you really realistically expecting him to be on? Because I think oh, well, that also plays a big factor on who you know is really going to most likely use his services. I think it depends on where it is and what he wants. I I don't really think JJ wants more money. Right. right? Like I, I don't think like JJ talk- wants more money. Like we talked about with those Buccaneers guys, JJ signed his big money deal. You know, yeah. he's got his money. He's more than yeah. got his money. So he doesn't he's not going out searching for just who can give him the most. Yeah. He he's made a hundred million dollars over, over his career. Okay. Uh which it, it might not seem a lot because he got his big money deal when a hundred million dollars was a thing. Now I know it's like a hundred and forty million, but yeah, you yeah. know. Uh, but, but you know, if I, I'm playing at I don't know two million, Chad. Two, two, if, if I'm yeah. DJ what I'm looking for a ring. I'm playing for a million, two million. Yeah, to, okay. To, you know, uh, uh, the Bucks, the Steelers make sense on that kind of money. Maybe going going home to Green Bay, right? Going back to Wisconsin. I mean, yeah. he's a Michigan guy, isn't he? Didn't he yeah. go to Central? He's a Michigan guy. Yes, um, he is. Actually, yeah. Uh, do I have? No, he's here? from Wisconsin. I'm pretty sure though. Because he started off at University of Wisconsin. No, he did not. J.J. Watt? Yes. Damn. J.J. was a transfer from, I think, Western Michigan. He used to play tight end, I think. Fuck, I have him confused with somebody else. All right. No, can can, can the uh, producer pull it up? Oh, I'm looking at it right now. Okay. Yeah, okay. So he did so he started off at Central Michigan and then went to Wisconsin. Yeah. Yes. So Okay, he, yes. He, you so you were right. Was it tight end at Central Michigan? And yeah. then okay, see, this is why I just need to listen to you. Sorry, boss. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're like I said before, man, you out here playing chess when everybody else out here like me is playing checkers. But <laughs> Detroit, right? But do you really want to go to Detroit? Right? Absolutely like, not. like you don't have a chance in Detroit. I I don't think I think Tennessee is a nice team, but I don't think they're a Super Bowl contending team. Yeah, um, and and you said the magic thing right there is a Super Bowl contender. I feel like that's gonna yeah, be kind of take priority. What else do you want? I mean, even the Steelers, like I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders, right? Me either. Um, Me either. Now, to be honest, a team. I'm, I'm gonna give you this team that you mentioned it, right? And two teams. Yeah. One is the Rams. Yes, I love them on the. I love him on the Rams, because him, him, you know, uh, uh, he can probably. He's gonna have to. You know, he's completely different skill set. But like, I don't see Leonard Floyd going back, right? Um, yeah, and I think he's more so. You know, if Watt went there, that would more so be for the. He's more. He he's just gonna put his hand in the dirt and rush from that right. three four end position. Uh, the, the, the Seahawks, right? A, a, a yeah. type of team that, that will love a guy like him and desperate for a pass rusher. I, definitely, you know, um, but there are teams, I mean, there's a lot of teams out there. Where would I like to see him go? It'd be kind of nice if he goes to Tampa Bay, right? It's a nice yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is whenever, you know, you've never heard an NFL front office say, and eh, we've got enough pass rushers, you know? <laughs> I mean, hell, that that Philly Super Bowl team was literally built on a pass rush, and right. y- you know, even with low, even with uh, less skill in other areas, it was able to carry them. So, you know, pass rush is is at a premium, and like you said, any team could be, you know, in contention for him. So, I'll, I'll be fascinated to see what the price ends up being for a guy like JJ Watt. Do we, would you like to see him on the Cowboys? 
I mean, come on. Of course I would love to see him in Dallas. Um, I don't know how realistic that is because, like you said, a Super Bowl contender. Um, And also I don't think he would want to stay in Texas just because of the respect that he has for the Texans. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the thing. I think the only teams that are out are – that are completely out are any AFC South team um, and also any team in the state of Texas. Which is funny because I I really think Tennessee is a legitimate, and and there are some some big names out there. Yeah, and they very well Tennessee to Houston. They very well could be. I'm just this is just pure speculation off the cuff from me. I'm not reporting it at all, but it's just to me I would think something like that. Um, yeah. So Jonathan, that's okay. Before we end this segment, I need to know. Give me Mm -hmm. a prediction. Blind prediction right now where you think he ends up. Oh, uh, come on, man. How you why do you always do this to me? I just like having predictions out there. I don't know. Give me Green Bay. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. You know? You talked about the, the North or the uh, Midwest connection. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say he goes out to LA and tries to get a ring with the Rams. I would love to see it happen. Maybe I'm maybe I'm more so hoping that it happens than actually thinking it will, but I would love to see him going out there. We've seen that they're a team that'll go all in no matter what. That would be an all in move for them. But there is, and I know what we briefly mentioned that you know he will like it. There have been rumors that he would like to play with his both of his brothers who are in Pittsburgh. Yes, and that and so. that's true too. That's real as well. The only thing is, to me, it's you know, like you said, I just don't. I think at this stage in his career, he wants to win a Super Bowl more yeah. than anything else because he can play with his brothers. After he wins a Super Bowl, let's sure. be honest. You know, yeah. he can play with his brothers whenever. They can go play in the backyard tomorrow. But he's not going to have a chance to win a Super Bowl every year. And I think this season kind of put that in perspective for him especially. Hey, that's not true, man. Derek Watt is a fullback. He might not make a roster after this year. Okay. <laughs> that's true. I'll be interested to see what the uh, fullback retention rate is going to be this offseason. <laughs> Fucking so, stupid ass. So, hey, Something not- that not too many teams are. Not too many teams are, are keying in on that. Not too many reporters are keying in on that. But, hey, man, we got you on Lazy Boy QBs. Hey, 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 Chad, I imagine this conversation going like this. Hey, JJ, we'd like to bring you in. But, uh, hey, Dare, we got to let you go. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't – trust me. Once, once, once JJ Watt signs there and then you see the mysterious five-year, $15 million extension for Derek Watt – You'll know what's going on. Uh, All right, man. The last subject, last topic we're going to get to for today, and we're just going to touch on it briefly because, you know, we're still actually trying to figure out if it is a story or isn't a story, but we're going to talk about it for a little bit until we find out. And that's Russell Wilson. Um, Had some curious comments on Dan Patrick's show. And I I think the thing that we're all talking about is, the comments themselves are not strange, right? Right. Dan Patrick straight up asked him, um, you know, was he looking to get moved or was Seattle looking to move him uh, along with a plethora of other questions about, you know, the offensive line and things like that. And Russell Wilson was very, I'll say very vanilla with his answers, right? Talking about, well, you have to ask the front office, you know. I disagree is- with you. I think that was scripted, but go ahead. Okay, well, I was just going to say very... That's a bold question to ask. Well, yes, but at the same time, don't you think Dan Patrick is a guy who has built up enough cachet that he just 
is just going to ask whatever he wants to ask. You know, okay. he's not he's All not right. a guy he's not a guy who's going to you know go along with what someone else want, you know, with a game that someone else wants to play. He's Okay. okay. I mean, he's an ESPN legend. He doesn't need that. Gotcha. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're good. But <laughs> hey, I mean, I'm not saying it's not true, but I'm just saying to me it would be I would be shocked if Dan Patrick was like, "Yeah, I'll be a puppet in your game." I got you. Yeah, but it, so so it's not that Wilson made those comments. It's that what has Wilson been his entire career? You know, even going back to college, he's been, you know, team, team, team. You know, I'm just playing a small part. Love the team. Love everything. I mean, hell, this dude was falling in love with Wisconsin after being there on campus for like five months. You know, so. And then as soon as he got to Seattle, he ends all his interviews, you know, with the Go Hawks and all this stuff. So it's just weird hearing these comments from him and Jonathan do you think this is a sign of things to come in Seattle or do you think you know what are you what are your speculations about his comments and about the whole situation but is this really new that hasn't he complained in the past about protection I, I, maybe I'm wrong okay I could be wrong I don't feel maybe, like maybe, maybe he might have just, but maybe not to this level or else I feel like it wouldn't have been as big a story as it's been look man there are a lot of moving pieces out there this Absolutely. year, right? Absolutely. A lot of names being thrown out there. A lot of starting level quarterback names being thrown out there. Yes, there And are. if all these guys are moving, I think Russell Wilson try to play a little bit of his leverage and be like, you know what? I, I should be protected more or else I'm not really sure if this is the right fit, right? Um, honestly, I don't think this is a story at all. Okay, fair enough. And and I don't think it is either, but I think it is mm-hmm. something interesting to monitor just because it's it's very anti what Russell Wilson has been about his entire time. And I'm not using that to criticize him. It's just when people do stuff that's atypical of them, it tends to make the news, especially a but, guy of his stature. But, Chad, wasn't this the same team that was ready to offer Russell Wilson in exchange for like a first-round pick from the Browns? And the Browns kind of pulled away at the last minute, and they took Baker Mayfield? Yeah, and they were. And I think Russell was obviously not happy about that. And since then, they've shown him some love. He got paid. I was going to say that $140 million (laughs) extension that he's currently on right now that he has three years remaining on. Um, But at the same time, yeah, I mean, I think there has been interest. And maybe that's part of something, because I had completely forgotten about that. Maybe that's still... You know, is in the back of his mind or something like that. Maybe who knows? But 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 this is one of the guys that had the biggest dip throughout the season, right? Like in the beginning of the year, we talked I mean, about shit, this guy. We were, people were MVP. etching his name on the MVP. Said, wouldn't even discuss any other candidates after the first, you know, five six weeks of the season. You know, people were talking about he was on pace to be the best quarterback in the NFL in NFL history. And then yeah, like you said, ever since he started that whole let Russ cook shit. Then all of a sudden, he wasn't making good dishes anymore. Hey. <laughs> he wasn't making your prime rib. I'll say that. Oh, man. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. They gave him that Michelin star a little bit too soon. Um, <laughs> just like we tell Matty Ice that he has to play 60 minutes, we got to tell Rusto you got to play 16 games. Yeah. And if you make the playoffs, you got to play there too, buddy. I was going to say, shit, I hope it's more than 16 because I don't want to be paying a quarterback $37 million that's not taking me to the playoffs. True. So, all right, well, 
no story really then with Russell Wilson, but something to keep an eye on throughout, you know, as the offseason progresses. And, Jonathan, that brings me to, you know, kind of what I want to talk about before we wrap up. The yeah. offseason is here, boss. The offseason is here. And it's it's one of the most magical non-game things ever, right? The NFL offseason. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, there's going to be, like you said, the QB is going to be the headline. But I think there's going to be a lot of value in some other guys and, and uh, you know, maybe some names that we aren't talking about right now that we could see ending up on other teams, you know, come the beginning of next year. Uh, that Prescott? <laughs> oh, I'm just going to leave it at there. I'm just hey, going to leave hey, it out there. We'll talk about him on another day. <laughs> no, but, um, you know, guys, also, before we wrap up, just want to remind you, since we are in the off season now, we're probably going to be sticking to once a week. I know we took last week off. Um, we're going to be sticking to once a week from now on and, uh, you know, maybe twice a week if we need to, if there's some big news coming up in the league, but, you know, we still appreciate the support, um, continue to send us in questions, emails, all that stuff. Um, and we hope that, you know, you guys will stick with the draft season is one of our favorite times, Jonathan, let's be honest. Yes. Draft season is one of our favorite times. We might have to get together again. Eat yes. some wings, eat some pizza, do some draft talk, all that good stuff. Hey, man, I'm down for it whenever you are, buddy. Hey, so you guys heard it here first. So look out for that. Look out for all our off-season pods. We're going to be doing some fun stuff, some off-the-wall stuff now that we're in this kind of limbo period. Um, but definitely look out for us. And, yeah, you know, keep showing us love. We appreciate you guys. Ciao.